0: Very glad you've made the choice to join us now for Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepard with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. This is a conversation I've been looking forward to having for some time, Ed, as we talk uh, uh, kind of behind the scenes about what's going on with our ministry in China, which is where FEBC began its ministry 75 years ago.
1: Yeah, going on 80, actually. Right. Uh, Yeah, we have with us today Luke Chang, the very accomplished Director of FEBC's U.S. Chinese Ministry. Welcome, Luke.
2: Thank you, uh, Ed and Nguyen. Good to see you.
1: Yeah. Actually, Luke, is a fairly new addition. I think just a little over a year ago, you came to FEBC U.S., and uh, you and your family have some fairly long history with FEBC as your wife, Joy has been uh, producing programs for FEBC for some time. Is that right?
2: Joy uh, joined FEBC Canada uh, after she graduated from seminary school in 20, uh, like almost 20 years ago. And she's serving FEBC in various uh, different aspects, like uh, producing programs and teaching the seminary schools. Uh, we're we're so happy that we come back uh, to join FEBUS again. Yeah,
0: we're so happy to have you, you yeah, sure. and Joy, Luke. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, Ed, how God has prepared this couple for this assignment that uh, that they have now with FEBC.
1: Yeah, Joy's father was a house church pastor for uh, his entire life, and uh, I believe he yes. kind of encouraged you to take this job, didn't he, Luke?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, when Pasquan approaches about like the opportunity of serving FEBC. I kind of hesitated because I just grad. I was not even graduated from uh, seminary school yet. It's a kind of big task for me. So I, I talked to my uh, my uh, my father-in-law, um, and then I mean, he told me like FEBC's pro- through FEBC's program, many people were huge blessed during, especially during the difficult times. So basically, he encouraged all of us to uh, mm-hmm. me to join FEBC to serve there, mm-hmm. even. 20 years ago, when Joy uh, was invited to join FEBC, the same situation. She was uh, thinking about, like, uh, take, uh, have a Ph.D., and, uh, but um, her father encouraged her to serve in FEBC first. And uh, that's, yeah.
1: Well, he's quite a valuable recruiter for FEBC. <laughs> now, you said you came here just after you graduated seminary, but I need to point out to our listeners that before seminary, you were— uh, an executive with Microsoft and Amazon, I believe.
2: Uh, I worked for Microsoft and Amazon for 10 years as a software engineer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think he was a, a big contributor. He has a Ph.D. in computer engineering.
0: He's an embodiment yes. of uh, Dr. Bob Bowman's thought that <laughs> yeah. God brings people to yeah. us, right?
1: God, yeah. That's right, right. Well, Luke's also a very humble man. And so, actually, what we wanted to talk to you about today, Luke, uh, now that we've introduced you to our listeners— is you know you're you're responsible for putting programs together uh for listeners in mainland China that's our goal uh that's where you grew up right you grew up in China
2: Yes I grew up in the east part of China and mm-hmm. uh, until I went to Canada for graduate, uh, for graduate studies
1: Yeah so both you and your wife are very familiar with the Chinese culture and what the people understand what they think and how they react mm-hmm. and so we're really curious to hear Today, what kind of programs do you put together? What's your primary target or focus on programming types in order to communicate the gospel to the people of China?
2: At Chinese Ministry, uh, we we have about like 50 different programs uh, all aspects of life. So, I mean, our primary goal first is to share the gospel and uh, through teaching the scripture and also sometimes testimony to inspire people to follow Christ. That's one part of the programs we do. This part is more like, uh, you know, there are already a lot of Christians in China. We want to, uh, the Christians to follow Christ more um, closely. So we have a lot of uh, discipleship programs as well. So that's kind of majorly two two uh, uh, major aspects of the programs. Um, in terms of like uh, gospel, uh, I mean, China, a lot of uh, Chinese, they're, uh, we're educated in atheism-like backgrounds. So the the way to inspire a lot of people is to try to help them to figure out the purpose and meaning of life, and then uh, you know through Christ. Otherwise, many people are just like looking for success mm-hmm. and money. Mm-hmm. That's all like culture in China. So what we're looking for, we're we're talk, uh we're teaching them is about how we can uh, find Jesus through Jesus Christ and find meaning and purpose in our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's very interesting, Ed, that that is insight into how to put together a program, uh, in this case to the the Chinese people, uh, to focus on helping people find a purpose. I I like that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Luke and I have chatted about that before. And at first I thought that's very distinctive from the U.S. culture Mm -hmm. where that's not so much what people are. But the more I think about it, is that not really more the same than it is different? True, yeah. People at the end of the day, whether it's through their career or their family or their personal expression they're really seeking some purpose in life right. so
0: and we talk about radio programs uh, Luke but there're also apps that you put together that accomplish the same thing don't they
2: yeah i mean uh in china uh mobile phones are so popular almost everybody has a phone uh even my mom who never read uh she has a phone she can play with like wechat and even tiktok so it's so popular in china so that's also I mean, people use i like apps to do pretty much every part of life. They can when they travel or they uh, they play and even they pay pay the bills with apps uh, with WeChat. is so popular in China. Um, So that's why we we want to use apps uh, to broadcast our programs uh, to all the Chinese people so that they can know about uh, know about uh, Jesus and the, the gospel. Um, I'll give you an example like uh, we have some uh, one of my friends told me um some like Christians are like, serving uh people in in Thib- uh, Thib- uh, Tibet and then with uh lepsis. and then they serve them but that at that time at, t- at that place there's no churches at all so actually they use apps that listen to our programs our programs be- become part of the uh kind of the, they, they uh they can be themselves can be uh shepherd so that's like the how we serve chinese people with this uh mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm.
0: and just for a little perspective i was told at one time there are more cell phones more smartphones in china than there are people in the u.s
1: is that true
2: well, I mean, some people have two uh, two phones or three phones.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think there's... Add them together. <laughs> so there's more smartphones than there are people in China, which means there's five times more than there are people Ooh, in the yeah. U.S. Okay,
0: all right. So it's a never-growing yeah. number, yeah.
1: But, Luke, just a minute ago, you said something that I want to go back to uh, because it applies to how you're broadcasting and, and why you broadcast, what you broadcast. But you said your mother uh, couldn't read. And... I understand that lots of people in China, a, a very large percentage of the population in China is essentially illiterate. And so FEBC's strategy all along has been to use indigenous people to do the broadcast because you understand the audience you're broadcasting to. So as you're thinking about putting programs together and platforms, how important is it that you understand lots of people can't read or what cultural background they come from?
2: Basically, we try to understand people's need and uh, make programs specific for them. Uh, I'll give you an example, like um, recently we transferred one of our programs to to fit in the uh, the need of a lot of uh, the the youth um, senior people in China. Mm. China already getting to the point actually about twenty percent of the people are like uh, the senior people. So we we make program actually target to their need uh, to to this specific needs. And also, um, we make some new program like the uh, um, discipleship program for, for children. So uh, we recently created a new program called like devotions for between parents and the children. So we so that we can lead the parents to do devotion with, with children. Because many children cannot go to church in China. So that's the kind of examples. We we not only create uh, the the programs for the Bible, but we also look at different people groups, uh, look at their special need, and then make programs according to their needs.
1: Mm, mm. Wow! Well, I wish we had a program in America for yeah, yeah. maybe we'll have to translate your program from Mandarin into English. But you said something else in that bit, Luke, that I think is worthy of pointing out to our listeners. You said children cannot go to church in China. It's uh, the law in the country is that anyone under eighteen is not allowed to attend church. Is that right?
2: Well, it's not. Uh, basically, some uh, local government prevent uh, children from going to church, and also it's illegal to kind of illegal to uh, share the gospel to uh, to children. So mm-hmm. that's like situation in China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why we create some program specifically to help parents to disciple their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I remember the program I mentioned, like the devotion family devotion program. Mm-hmm. Some actually uh-huh. should use the uh, the program as their uh, children's uh-huh. Sunday school curriculum and uh-huh. then bring a lot of people to uh, to to become believers. that's that's how uh, how we program this uh, uh, how we develop those programs and how how they are used.
1: It sounds like a wonderfully broad strategy you've got. To target different segments of the population in order to communicate the gospel, is there a favorite program you got? Are you just particularly excited about one program that you guys do? Like, wow, if I could only have one program <laughs> left, this is it. Which one would that be?
2: Well, there are many programs I'm very excited about. <laughs> uh, I Good can answer. share with a couple of them. <laughs> uh, one of the one is called like uh, Dialogue of, of Disciples because that's one of my one of my favorite because. Uh, discipleship is always dear to my heart. Uh we don't want to produce a lot of just like church goers. We want to uh, inspire people, inspire people to really follow Jesus, uh, even though difficult situations. a uh, real disciple of Christ. Um, so we we pro, pro uh, produce a program called Dialogue with Disciples. One senior, uh, more like a one mature disciples. uh and talk. You know, they have a conversation to a. Uh, a new, a new believers. So we find all kinds of different topics, sometimes about the, uh, the Bible, uh, sometimes about the life, you know, the family. So in those situations, we try to help people how we can follow Christ in those situations. Mm. So discipleship is not a concept in the mind anymore. It's more like a real life. Mm. So that's one of the examples. And also it's a very you know, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, the, the settings kind of dialogue is, is not just like t- pure teaching. It's just a life sharing. So it, it actually is very popular. Many people listen to it and mm-hmm. like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this subject of program development has uh, been eye opening for me, uh, Luke. I've, I've developed many, many radio programs for the U.S. audience. But to hear how you develop it for the audience in China is amazing to me. And it opens my eyes to the fact we tend to view the Chinese people as one thing. And actually, just mm-hmm. like us, there are many different people groups, aren't there?
2: There are minority groups in China. There are all kinds of different, like, age, even in the countries, countryside, in the, in the rural area, in the cities. So though people have different backgrounds. They tend to have, like, different interests. So that's why we try to sometimes develop programs according to specific needs and, and also the training also as well. Um FEBC actually Chinese have a lot of training programs for uh to strengthen people in their faith and train them for their uh, when help them to serve in the church. Those training programs also talk, you know, uh develop according to their education level and the way of the way of using technology.
0: Okay. I'm just curious. The apps that you've developed um, are those accessible to Chinese-speaking people anywhere in the world?
2: Yeah, um, it is accessible both in China and also outside. Uh, we also encourage a lot of people, actually, in outside uh, outside China, to use them. Because imagine there are millions of Chinese Christians around the world. So we we want them to know the know the program, know the apps, and use the apps. And then they can share that uh, the program through so the app to their family members or the relatives in China.
0: Even as I asked the question, Ed holds up his smartphone and opens up his China Chinese language app here in front of me. So now I see.
2: <laughs> in the time of technology, people have can easily go uh, connected through apps through like social media. So we want people in, in outside China to able to share the gospel to their friends and the family members in China. Apps is one of the great ways to do so because now people cannot go to China. You know, you cannot get in. So tech, uh, apps become a better way to to even reach people in China.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm so glad to learn this. How can we pray for uh, you, of course, and, and your staff there, but for these programs as they go out and touch lives?
2: Because China, uh, right now there are more and more restrictions on the internet. Uh, a new law just came to effect, uh, which prevent anybody from sharing religious content on the internet, uh, either or uh, they cannot even uh, establish any like platforms to help people to put content there. So, yeah, we need a lot of prayers so that our channel can keep being kept alive so people in China can still access those programs and uh, just pray for our audience in China. Uh, many of them are experience persecutions. Um, oh, okay. I hear constantly hear uh news from China. Some churches are kind of like visited by the government. Some this uh some uh some listeners are called by the government basically uh because uh they, they either share some content on the internet. Some churches are persecuted by the government because they put on online it's like a VBS program. So we need a lot of prayer uh for our audience in China. So the Lord will strengthen their faith so that they can follow Christ, uh, even though they're facing persecutions.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a huge prayer request, Luke, but I'm sure our listening audience here in the U.S. Uh, will be faithful to respond to that. Uh, so pray for the uh, uh, safety and the freedom uh, yeah. to a certain degree of the listeners. But um, and, and, of course, for the effectiveness of your broadcast and your staff, but one of the things I hear from your staff all the time, Luke, is that uh, despite the persecution, they don't necessarily pray that the persecution ends. They pray that the persecution will bring many people to faith in Christ. And that's a a, a rallying cry that I've heard from the Chinese ministry for years and years. Luke, we appreciate your dedication, your unbelievable skill and passion to take uh, the gospel to a pretty difficult place these days. And there's pretty many people over there, so I think this is a pretty important prayer. <laughs>
0: Just a few yeah a few people there. Right? Well, Luke, God bless you. We're so thankful for you and for your wife Joy, who's a well known voice in China on these programs as well. So we thank God for both of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's an honor to be working with you, Luke. We appreciate it so very, very much.
0: Well that's it for this edition of Until All Have Heard. Thank you for listening. I'm sure we've whetted your appetite to know more about the ministry in China. You can go to our website, febc.org, to find that information. And, of course, you can also contact us anytime you have questions where we can help as well. We have a prayer guide available called Unreached in Focus, and that prayer guide is available online at the website, febc.org. For Ed Cannon, I'm Wayne Shepard, and thanks to our guest, Luke Chang, here today. And join us next time for Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.